Little Mermaid is the scariest Disney movie by far, though. Why the hell is Ace Blade in your Kickstarter? <laughs> Some comics. We're gonna, I'm getting controversial today. We're going to get controversial today with... with... My, my proudest moment is this interview and being able to talk to you two. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Taurus Comics, in collaboration with Fourth Wall Productions, respectfully brings to you the 85th episode of the Four Tales podcast. I'm your host, Kyron Silva from Taurus Comics, and we have no Danny J. Quick today. Yeah, Danny J. Quick had an issue uh, that he had to take care of with his family, and uh, wish and everything good. I mean, nothing bad, but they just had a last-minute thing that they had to take care of. So he will not be on the show. Hopefully, he will be on here next week. So you got just me today, so we're going to have some fun. Um, but we are live on the Age of Geekdom Network via Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. So if you're listening or watching us live, thank you for your support. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and review this podcast because all your positive reviews and interaction help us reach a bigger audience. And if you want to financially support the show, you can go to our website, 4talespodcast.com, buy some merchandise, buy us a coffee, or, you know... If you want to support the Age of the Geekdom, you can go to Twitch and subscribe as a um, subscriber. I, I can't remember what the word is. Uh, Kevin Chapman, Chap Daddy in the house. Good morning, patrons. Okay, okay, okay. We're not going to start that. Danny's not here, so it's not just fourth wall. Um, so you got to mention me also, Kevin. So anyways, um, to business at hand, if you haven't already... Go and support the Saw Kickstarter. Like it shows right there on my name tag, sawcomic.com, XOB. We have basically 11 days left in the campaign. We're about $1,000 away from hitting goal. Um, we have a good chance to get in there, and we can't do that without your support. So please, everybody, take a moment. Go to the website, xobcomic.com. Make sure that you get your pledge in so we can reach our goal, and we can bring issue four to you. Because you know you want this issue. You know you do. You know, you just trust me. You really do. You're killing me, Kevin. All right. Let's bring our guests on the show. Because like Kevin mentioned, Danny is not here. So we're going to bring in the man that comes the other half of Concrete Comics, from my understanding. Although I'm, my understanding is he's the more important part of Concrete Comics. Like, Concrete Comics does not go anywhere without this man. Uh, he is Jamil Lassay. What's going on, Jamil? Uh, morning, morning. How you guys doing? How you doing? I'm all right. Hopefully, I didn't hype that up too much. Like you are the most important part of Concrete Comics, correct? No, that was uh, perfectly fine. I okay. I feel that they know this, and um, you said nothing wrong. All right, all right. Oh, cool. I, as long as we are there, everybody understands that. Um, so for anybody that doesn't know who you are and what you do, give us a brief overview about yourself and what you do for Concrete. Um, <clears throat> I am an established uh, member of Concrete Comics, been there to the beginning, you know, helping uh, build the foundation and all of that. Also, I am the creator of Absolver. Um, and I just, you know, I give help wherever I can in Concrete, you know, as a part-time uh art director so 
you know, you know, I'm the cool guy. Everything, you know, <laughs> everything that concrete is, I am. If you think it's cool, it's because of me. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> now we've had Lons on on the show before. He's tried to say that you know you are not as important as he is. So I, I'm seeing where this is coming from. There's a little dichotomy there that you guys are fighting against that. So I get it. I get it. No, you right. know how Bill Gates is always in the forefront of everything. But mm -hmm. you know, he, everybody knows he had that silent partner. Yep. So what is Microsoft without that silent partner? You know what okay. I'm saying? Oh. You know, so <laughs> well, I'm not going to say whatever he wants. All right. All right. So for anybody that hasn't read Absolve before, can you give us a, a quick description of what the book is about, the type of genre it is? Um, the genre it is, um, it's, it's very uh, action, adventure, horror. Um, I want to get into some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, suspense soon. Okay. You know, um, if you're a fan of a uh, Ghost Rider or Spawn, those type of stories, that's definitely the, the story for you. So basically Absolver is about some about a guy that, you know, came back to the world of the living, but not as an angel or a demon. He's a mezzo. And mezzos yeah. come from the oblivion, which is um aka limbo in a sense, for better understanding. And okay. um mezzos, they basically when they come back, they have a purpose in life. And their purpose is usually how they live their life and absolver's purpose just happens to be vengeance what yeah. purpose uh fish what's going on man? i hope you're doing great uh we have jamil let's say let's see let's see yes I, I i don't know why i want to call it the say it it just it rolls off better you <laughs> <laughs> all right jamil let's see on the line um so where did Absolver come from? Like, what, what did this idea of having this guy to, for vengeance appear from? You know what? <clears throat> Truth be told, Absolver was just a character that I, I was working on a while back. Um, and he had a whole different origin, a whole different purpose, everything. It was just, I remember originally it was some, it was some kid driving in a car and his parents died. And in order to save his family, he had to make a deal with an angel or something like that. And that's what he did. But the thing is, um, his family would not remember him or recognize him. So <clears throat> that was the original. That's the first time I actually spoke about that original origin, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, but what happened was <clears throat> I was watching the George Zimmerman case. Oh. And then when he got acquitted or whatever, mm -hmm. I had this sense of vengeance. Like, I just felt like, man, if I was a mom or a dad, I would take him out, like, right now. <laughs> so, so, um, <clears throat> the following I think day. We, we all felt that way a, yes. a bit that day. Yes. So, the following day, while I was working on Absolver, I just couldn't get that out of my head. So, I scrapped everything and then created this, this wraith of vengeance, which is now Absolver. Hmm. And, um, that's where he came from. That that's that's basically the gist of it. it was just Jordan Zimmerman getting off is why Absolver is here today. Wow, and, that's um, crazy. Yeah. So would you say a lot of your stories come from things that you see in the news and what's happening around us? Um, as far as my storytelling, everything. Um, mm -hmm. right now, issue five. Well, a lot of it, a lot of in a lot of little things, you know, um, I get 
Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Jeez, it's a crazy morning. Inspired. It's a cra- I get inspired by a lot of things. And then, so there's a lot of stuff going on in this world that, you know, we're not privy to unless you're looking it up or researching it. So issue five in the beginning, I touch on a, a few things that I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like right down here in Florida, some guy killed his baby moms and then they found his child's and an alligator's mom, you know, alligator ate the child or something like that. Oh, and I was like, wow, that's crazy. And I and I and I felt that. So I used to do spoken word and poetry. So, you know, a lot of my writing comes from an emotional uh standpoint. And now that I and I love Absolver for that. That Absolver allows me to live the kind of life or do the kind of things I can't do in real life and I get in trouble for it. So <laughs> I really write absorber through me, so I, I so yeah. To answer your question, yeah, inspired by a lot. It sounds like absorber is a a bit of a therapy session for you, also. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you have to. A lot of people don't understand. Um, issue two, the opening scene, you know, when you uh, absorber is taking out a, a child mol- child molesters, you know, um, mm. and being a father, you know, I couldn't. How would you feel if somebody <laughs> hurt your kids? Yeah. You know, so I allow that to I allow that to happen and I allow Absolver to handle that for me. So so and that's just what that is. Absolver is a really he allows me to handle this side and I have other characters that allow me to just have fun and be myself, but I haven't gotten to them yet. So okay. yeah. All right. Now, we do have um, members in our audience here. So, guys, uh, if you came in late, Danny's not here today. So if you have any questions, feel free to put them in the chat. Because, uh, you know, I, I don't do well by myself sometimes. So <laughs> so feel free to ask any question you might have for Jamil here. Uh, he's from Concrete Comics. He has a great book called Absolver. I've been lucky enough to read issue one. Um, I did not get to issue two just because I haven't been able to pick up a lot of books recently. Um, but what would you say you're looking forward to the most with your upcoming issues for Absolver? Like story-wise, um, your development? Oh, that's very interesting. Because um, Lonzo's been getting on me a lot for um, I need to add certain things into my, into my issues, you know? But... Okay. You know, as an artist, you know, you just, you have a vision and you need to, um, I got to live that vision. So I'm a big fan of 007. And um, the one thing I love about 007 that really, that really doesn't get talked about is the opening scene that that, that just, um, it sets the tone for the movie. You know, it, you know, the, the open action, then the, then this long song comes on, you know, <laughs> but so... That's exactly how I write Absolver. I start off with a little something, something, then I show my credits. But what, but the whole point was, my first couple of issues is supposed to be the tone setter. Okay. So you know, Absolver, it, it seems Absolver is like kind of quiet, it's kind of slow, you know. So, but at the same time, I'm, I'm I want the readers to learn what a mezzo is, and you know, just get them to understand. So issue five is really where it takes off. You know, issue five with Absolver is really going to take off. It's going to fun, the fighting, everything. So it was just a issue. Issues one through four is just a bunch of mess. You know, Absolver creating enemies, enemies coming for Absolver. So it's not your traditional um arc. 
you know, you know, show one villain, then the arc ends with the villain being defeated or running off or whatnot. Now it's just all right, all these people coming out of Absolver. After issue five, that's when the tone is set. All right, this is the world of Absolver, and now we can get into some some real mess. So that's what I'm looking for. I, that's that's just what that is. Okay. Now, how does Absolver fit into the rest of the concrete universe? Oh, that's 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 easy. Absolver's willing, <laughs> you know. Absolver's willing to say and do the things Acolyte or Dean and the rest of them can't, you know. Um, and I and I, and, I per, and I like that. I like that. You know, it's the underworld. It's the spiritual realm. It's dark. It's ugly. It's going to get greedy. It's going to get more violent. You know. But, but with intent, you know, I'm not going to just intentionally say, let's make it bloody and gory. You know, I I rewrite my scripts like crazy. Before the final script, it's probably have like 10 different rewrites. But what, what separates him is that he's willing to do the things Acolyte and Odin and the rest of them can't right now. You know, and I'm, and I'm fine with that. You know, there's always, he's the... um. The Bobby Brown of New Edition, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Now I'm just I, thinking about Absolver just doing a running man. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can think of now. <laughs> all right. So, does is there a Whitney Houston in Absolver's future? Oh, of course. There's, there's quite a few of them. Quite a few of them. Trust me. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, man. Nah, man, but uh, I just think it's a perfect mesh of what we have going on, especially with everybody that's joining and becoming a part of Concrete. Like, I love what everybody's doing. I love Luna. I love Primate. I think Watchman is cool. I think Deja Vu is real unique as well. You know, um, I just think we have a lot going on. Um, and I just and I feel like everybody brings something different and unique. And I and I love what uh Absolver brings to the table. You know, I personally feel like he's the best story and the best character in concrete right now. You know, they could all disagree, but you know You know, it, it's good to have a, a confidence in your character though. I mean, if you don't feel like your character is gonna be good, nobody's gonna wanna read it. So that's good. Right, 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 right. But it's, it's more than confidence though. You know, I you know I'm not knocking nobody. I just feel like I put a, a lot of time and energy in my in my craft. You know, I listen. I yeah, like I said, I really mean. Uh, I started writing issue five long time ago, and then again after seeing what's going on in the world and stuff like that, and rereading, I'm like, All right, I got to rewrite it. And this is like every issue. I am always rewriting my issues. It's so it'll literally go through like seven to ten rewrites. One time, I think issue three was, I was on to the last page, and I was like, you know, I need to rewrite this whole thing. Oh, so, so I said, it was titled, Absolver issue three, maybe, and I started a new one, Absolver three, and I just started rewriting it. So, um, I always do that. All right. Well, we do have a question here uh, from PJ. He says, any plans for a crossover between the characters in the Concrete Universe? Um, <clears throat> yeah, there's definitely plans for that, you know, um. There's definitely some plans for that. Right now, we're just setting the stage for everybody's individual characters, you know, because but there's a lot of lore, a lot of things you have to understand. Mm -hmm. um, right now, Absorber is not the easiest person to work with, 
So, you know, it has to be great timing because, you know, he's not a, he's not a typical hero. You know, Absolver is not going to run out and save somebody because her purse got snatched. You know, like he's a mezzo and he's only focused on his purpose right now. So he's not a, I got to save the world type of person. Wait, so he's just going to let some purse snatchers take people's stuff? And Yeah. Yeah. Absolver, it's very unique. I'm telling you. It's, it's, <laughs> I gotta stick. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta stick to the um, stick to the format. Okay. No. All right, man. Absolver sounded a little bit more of a jerk I, than I remember reading it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just say that. No, but it's it, it's it's about the journey. You know, it's about the journey and character development. You know, and and that that was my purpose. You know, I wanted I wanted him to be this clean slate. I wanted him to be that type of guy, you know, then he's going to have this uprising where he feels like he's the guy and then it's going to be the fall. And, you know, so you will eventually get your hero. But right now, I'm not going to rush it. I'm not the type of person that's going to rush it in season one to season two just to make anybody happy. You know, Absolver is who he is because that growth is real important to me. You know, that uh, that growth is real important, you know, just for people that could uh, identify to that, you know, being somebody one being something one way or people look at you one way and then you grow into something bigger and greater and i want that fab solver it's going to, it's going to be a ride i'm not going to rush it i guarantee you that i'm not going to rush it but we will get there when he becomes that hero uh, well I, I see now there's somebody in the tr in the chat here talking about he's definitely a jerk i want to know who that is it's just saying that this facebook user i mean it feels like there's somebody that knows you it's knows possible it's possible, you know. You know, I mean, they, they can show their face and their name, though. You know, it's cool. I'm not gonna talk to nobody nameless and faceless. <laughs> no, he's not. A, he's not a jerk, you know. Because again, when you create characters, it's like I I, I use the animal theory, uh, uh, for example. Um, you know, a lion is gonna hunt for its prey. Mm. And that's just a lion being a lion. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But the lion doesn't see you as a human. The lion sees you as something else to eat. But we on the outside seeing that person get attacked by a lion and saying, oh, my God, this lion is, oh, my God. But at the end of the day, just the lion just being a lion. Yeah. So what I'm, trying to, what I'm trying to convey is that's what mezzos are. Now, they get to choose how they live, you know, but when they're purpose-driven, it's more animalistic than anything. It's like, so it's not him choosing to ignore just that he just came back he's like a baby learning to walk you know okay well this is my purpose this is all i'm going to focus on so through trials and events and all of that he's going to learn to be more than just his purpose so yes it comes off as a jerk but he's not intentionally letting the person get a <laughs> a rob he just he's just he's an animal right now that's just it he just focus on whatever he needs to focus on and that's it He's got one mission. He's going to do that mission. That's all. Right. So, right. All right. All right. So we want to get into like your history with comics. Um, when did you start reading comics? Uh, what was the first book that you remember reading? And what actually got you into this world that we all love now? Um. Yeah. When I was young, I remember my father taking us to see Rocketeer. Okay. Okay. You know, the, wow. the gold mask yeah. with the red jacket with yeah. the, the rocket. Yeah. Um. That opened up a lot for me. My father was into comics. 
but the first comic I can remember that got a hold of me was the death of Superman, or the first time he died. <laughs> <laughs> How many times are you gonna die, Superman? <laughs> right. You know, it was it was the death of Superman, and um, I was like, wow, that that was that was it for me. But I've always was in love with just storytelling. My old one of my older sisters, she was she loved Greek mythology, hmm. so. So the death of Superman, the Rocketeer, watching the first Batman movie, the Ninja Turtles, but my sister being in Greek mythology is what really did it for me. And then okay. when we grew up in the church, so basically, you know, hearing the stories of the Bible was just like stories to me. It wasn't, you know, and um, that's what really got me into it. But once I, um, in sixth grade, once my friend brought in that Spawn comic, and I read it in school. That was it. I was like, this is what I want to do. I've always wanted, that's, this is what I want to do. And um, that's what it is. Like, my first comic I ever drew was, like, Sub-Zero versus Scorpion, you know. And I was really young. It, it, it is what it is. But, you know. So that's basically my journey. Now, you've mentioned a couple of times about liking art or being or doing some artistic things. But you're not the artist on Absolver, right? Right. No, I'm not. I'm not. Why not? You know what? It, it's 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 time. Uh, one, I really don't have that much time to draw my own book, and okay. and, and the biggest issue is not even that. I'm uh, I critique myself hard, so I probably would never get through that first page. So I just dumb it down to like character designs and stuff like that. So I'll design the characters and quick sketches and um or whatever the case may be. But I actually have more fun coloring, though. Like, okay. I love the coloring aspect of it, you know. Um, so I prefer the color. Um, so that's just basically it. Yeah, I have an artistic background. I'm, and, and you know what? At the end of the day, too, I love still being a fan. You know, when you see that artist give you, you send in what you wrote, and you see, it's, it's, it's a beautiful feeling. So, you know, it, it doesn't feel the same. It does not feel the same. But I would, I'm really considering, like once I like I said, once I move back to Jersey, I'm really considering taking over the coloring of Absolver. Um, so I feel like I would have more time to do that. So that's basically okay. it. All right. All right. All right. Now, I mean, with you creating Absolver, is there other books that you think you're going to maybe bring to Concrete Universe or maybe something outside of Concrete? Well, that a combination of both. I would love to. I got issue five. Um, like I said, issue five brings out everything. Issue four, get introduced to a new character that's going to be in concrete. And then issue five, I'm introducing a whole lot more. Issue one and two, you you was exposed to Repevlin. So everybody that's very important in the Absolver universe is going to be is going to um, be there. You know. Um, and I want to do something outside of the spiritual sense, out of the dark and gritty. So I would definitely bring something like that to a, a concrete eventually. And then, yes, I am working on something outside of concrete as well. And it's going to take a little time because, you know, I try to make this thing as unique as possible. So you're not going to, you know, give some hints on what that is at all? I mean, um, just a little something, something. Um, let me see. Hint. I want to create um, 
a comic universe or a comic company that's that's a hundred percent well ninety percent focused on um urban okay and that, that boils down to the way they look i don't want the typical superhero the typical tights and you know i just i just want you know you should be able to go into a store and possibly put together your cosplay type of vibe you know like you know i so that's all i can give i think i said too much no spandex just regular clothing though which we're trying to get at i said i said 90 percent. you gotta have some spandex you know okay a little bit spandex yeah a little bit all right man hey and it it won't be dark and gritty you know everybody thinks i'm this i was lonzo has everybody feeling i'm this dark and gritty sinister killer that loves no i just I'm just a realist at the end of the day, you know. Right. So. Okay, I know. I love it. I love it. I mean, um, <laughs> I love the fish says something better be spoiled in honor, Danny. Uh, no, I love that because I mean, it sounds like you have bigger aspirations than what you're doing right now, which is great. I mean, I think if if you're not trying to push to be something more than what you are, you're not gonna. You're just gonna stay stagnant a little bit, and right. you're pushing yourself. So I like that. Um, so. Going along with that, when do you anticipate releasing more details on this? Because, you know, you got us interested now. We want to keep up with it and follow that. Well, if it's one thing I loved about my experience with concrete is uh, you learn. You know, you've seen the mistakes and made the mistakes and stuff like that. You know, and, you know, concrete provided us a platform to, to see and learn and do certain things. So one thing I am doing is making sure I have my foundation set with the board and everything you know um because i would be the main character designer the main writer you know what i'm saying so i i I have to put together a good team and i and i have a decent team you know um but uh like i said me, me being in the middle of moving and my ceo handling his specific things right now you know Matter of fact, we just got the phone yesterday. We're going to be talking next week about what we're doing next moving forward. I can tell you right there's uh, about five stories already ready to go. That's been written, character yeah. designed, and everything. Um, yeah, I know. I, I mean, a lot of people don't see me online a lot. I don't post like I used to. That's my fault. But if I'm not, it's because I'm 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 here. I'm here. You know, I I, I need somebody that I need somebody that wants to post for me because. I'd rather sit on the computer and type my stories and design my characters because that's my focus, you know? Um, yeah. So, but, so we, yeah, we're ready to go. Like I said, it's just a matter of, like I said, everything about what I'm trying to do is unique. Like, I don't want, I respect the foundation. You know, there, when you come into the comic world, there's a foundation of how you do things. So I'm not trying to disrespect the foundation, but I want my house to look different. Because my goal is, if I'm going to succeed, I'll do it my way. If I fail, I tried it my way. You know, so it's really something that's unique, and it takes a lot of research to make sure nobody else is doing it. Tried it. So, outside of the look, how the comics are going to be dropped and presented is going to be unique within itself. You know, um, so it's 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 a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. No, no, that's cool, man. I love it. I love the idea that you're still respecting comics and respecting the history of comics, but you're still trying to make your own pathway. So that's that's amazing. I love that. Yeah, because, you know, if, if it's one thing we don't have 
as uh, um, our as we we don't have what we could call our own something that we call our, our own. You know, I'm big on that. Like I love anime, mm-hmm. I love um, manga, but respectfully, you and I don't have our own. You know, everything belongs to somebody else, yeah. and I, it's not what I'm trying to say is I'm not trying to take away from the things because I can't I can't say I, I'm, I'm not trying to say uh, anime or manga doesn't do for me no more. I love it. I sit here and watch anime all the time, but I just feel as if can we add a new genre, something that mm-hmm. we can say, you know what I'm saying? Because you know you, some people I mean, you can say it, man. You can just say it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, some people feel like we don't belong in certain spaces. Yeah, I and they will you. voice their opinions and they'll say certain things and. But there's even people in our 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 people that be uh-huh. like, we shouldn't be watching anime because it's made by Asian people, and I'm like, why? I love it. Yeah, why? I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, do is- I want to see more black people create animation and create a a form of animation that's centered around black people? Hell yeah! But that doesn't mean I can't watch other culture stuff. I'm gonna enjoy that too. If it's good, if it's good work, enjoy it. Yeah. I think you're allowed to love whatever you want to love. Yeah. I just think you shouldn't bash nobody because you love it. And you shouldn't bash somebody because they love it. <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> but I feel as if that argument, those opinions only exist because we don't have our own. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's why yeah. I love what Concrete Comics is doing. It's it's not a it's not a club where you know specific people is not invited. We're just saying you already have clubs. You know, you know, let, let us let us have this one. Yeah. Let us have this one. Let this become something, you know, and and it's not just for black people, it's just all races, you know. Out yeah. it's just that like I said, my my um my biggest thing is I always tell people if you go into a comic book store and you close your eyes and just randomly point, how many times would your finger land on a person of color? That's a lead in the comic book. And you know what I'm saying? It's grown over the last couple of years, but not a lot, not often. It, it, it has grown since I said that years ago when we first started yeah. this, but still the 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 percentages it's it's crazy. So my mission in life is to create balance. If you mm. got ninety nine, my goal is to create ninety eight to your one. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's just what it is. I have nothing against nobody. I just really have to create for myself, my son. You know people that i can identify with so and again i love everybody this is just my mission you know um and that's just that's just what that is that's cool that's amazing man uh michael watson what's up man hope you're doing good uh we are here with jameel from concrete comics writer of absolver um pj says the mainstream still lacks in that department yeah. you know and it's true and and it's not from their I feel like mainstream has, from both DC and Marvel, they have like two or three comic characters that they know where they're going to sell. And sometimes you'll get like a one shot where they try to do something different and they're like, oh, that's not enough money. We got to throw out another Spider-Man or another Batman because they got to make money. And I get that. It's a business. At the end of the day, it's a business. You got to make money. But I do wish a lot of these companies would experiment more, try more, you know, show other people of color. Like Milestone showed you. If you put something out there, we will support it. Miles Morales has shown you that if you put stuff out there that's good and not just tokenism, 
we're going to support it and we're going to love it. So, right. But I mean, at the end of the day, what I don't like what they're doing is like, I know some people might hate me for this, but Miles Morales should have never been called Spider Man. Yeah, because if if, it's, if what's you, if you Google Spider Man, the first thing you're going to see is Peter Parker, the original Spider Man. So, to me, I felt like that was a very underlining game they was playing when they did that. I'm not a fan of the Black Superman. You know, he can have Superman's power, but he doesn't have to be called Superman like that. Yeah, Spider Man's powers have to be called Spider Man. We're we're too creative to to do those type of things. Yeah, you know. Um, and even if they just put a quarter of what they put uh, as far as marketing and behind these other known characters to col- characters of color, they, they will get the same response from the community. Because we're always searching for um, things that we can identify with or, okay, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it doesn't take away from anything. I love Spider-Man growing up. I'm not going to love him any less. It's just like, oh, shit, Miles Morales? That's, this is okay. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. And that's, it's beautiful because my son can have that. I didn't have that, but my son can. And um, that was the biggest thing about Spawn that I fell in love with because here's a character of color, but he's dope as fuck. He wasn't just a character. He was, like, dope, you know? Yeah. He you wasn't know? the stereotype that we all had for black people in comics at that time. Right. Um, he was something different, you know? He was yeah. unique. It was unique. The design was dope. The story was good. It wasn't just I uh, the black man in suits. Like I do not like Captain. I don't like Falcon. Like I'm like, what? What is this, bro? Like, <laughs> like now nah, Falcon was more like Archangel from the X Men, and they did him up. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, you know, at least update him. They update his looks, but they don't update him, bro. It's like, it's like okay. You know, There's not much to update with Falcon, at least back then. He he had wings. He didn't have any type of power. So it was like, you can't really update him too much, you know. I mean, yes, you can. You feel me? You, you got Tony Stark who's giving Spider-Man <laughs> all this upgraded armors. So you couldn't give Falcon some dope wings. I mean, <laughs> listen, if I was a writer, this is, that's what I'm saying. They could be creative if they wanted to. They just choose not to. And that's why you and I exist, you know, yeah. to um to do those type of things. And... Again, so I will always respect every character that I fell in love with, but I'm in a point in my life where I got to balance the scale now. So mm-hmm. that's just what that is. PJ says the problem with Spawn is most black people didn't know he was black because of the mask. Um, I don't know about that because the first like two issues clearly details out that he was the black guy under that mask. Like they, they, Todd McFarlane mentioned that a couple times. So I, I don't know about that one, but I do see the mask hiding what he looks like, what he should look like, is allowing other people of color to say, "Hey, I'm gonna like this," even though you know it's a black guy underneath. I don't see he's black, so I could I could see both ways on that. But you see, the thing that um, Todd McFarlane said, I'm not saying it verbatim, is you know people. I think I understand what PJ is talking about. I, I remember the interview, like they fell in love with his character. That he's mm-hmm. dope. He looks nice. He's cool. You know what I'm saying? And then. When when they finally understood that he was a black man, you know, they already fell in love with the character. Yeah. But the mm-hmm. point is, it was a great story. It was a great character, you know. Yeah, and, and that's, that's what it should always be. And, and and that's all it should be. And so, and in concrete, when we first started, we didn't want to do the black stories. We wanted to tell great stories, and our characters just happened to be black. 
And that's always the focal point. And that's why I said I love the mission that Concrete is on. So. All right. Imani Festo says, regarding original writing for Black characters. All right. Good points. I love it. I love this. It's been a great conversation. Um, well, this is at the point where we normally do our quick takes with Danny Quick. Uh, but he's not here. So I decided I'm going to take the chance and I'm going to run some quick takes. Now, if you've never seen our show before, Quick Takes is a sort of rapid fire situation where you're, we're going to give you five questions and you have 45 seconds to answer each question. Um, these are going to be off the top of your head. Usually Danny scours your social media, but um, like you mentioned, you don't you don't post on social media a lot. <laughs> so this was a little bit hard for me to come up with um, some questions, but uh, hopefully you can get through those fairly easily. So Okay, no problem. You ready? I'm ready. All right. All right, so let me add your little timer here real quick. Ooh, that's too big. 45 seconds for all questions or each question? Each question, 45 seconds. Oh, okay, that's good. All right, so question number one. At one point you mentioned that and I think we might have mentioned this off air, but uh, you also did uh, spoken word yes. for a bit. Um, as a comic writer, that that you have to be creative in both realms. So my question is, which would you prefer doing if you could do it full time, comic writing or poetry? Uh, comic book writing. Okay. Oh, that was quick. Don't want to explain it at all. You got forty seconds. Um, I love spoken word. Um. But I feel like everything is an evolution of life and one journey takes you somewhere else. So I really put the same energy into my comic books as I do um, my spoken word. Um, comic books is a different club. It's a different energy, you know, and I, I'm, I'm able to reach more people. You know, like I said, I have people reading my books in California. I don't even know. I couldn't do that in spoken word unless I had to be right there in California. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So um, definitely spoken. I'm definitely comic book writing just for that. And I can be more expressive and use my imagination like crazy. That's it. All right. All right. Good question. All right. Question two. Um, you've been doing comic books now for a few years. Uh, and I'm I'm assuming you've done some comic book conventions here and there, showed your books off, things like that. Mm -hmm. So out of all the conventions you've been at, what is your favorite comic convention so far to attend to? Uh, my favorite one is I'm always gonna say Black Label Con, only because it was the the first one we ever did. And basically, when we did that, when we when we went there, we literally only had all we had was posters, posters and a Kickstarter ad, and the love and the attention we was getting was crazy. And we developed a fan base there. And then, again, it wasn't even about all of that. It was just that when you put take the time to put a decent quality work together and people see that just in posters, mm -hmm. the reception, you know, and I just, I just loved it. I love it. You know, um, it'll be, that'll be my favorite one. Okay. The first one we ever attended as Concrete Comics. Okay. All right. Good question. Good answers. I'm loving it. All right. Question three. Um, as a comic book writer and the lover of comics, I'm sure you've seen a bunch of other people that are also producing their own comic books. My question is, outside of Concrete Comics, who is your favorite indie comic character or indie comic book? 
and why? Um, this is tough. Outside. Outside. I mean, you could just say it's my comic book right now and just get down to it. Um, I'm going to say it's your comic book. Right. I'm going to say it's your comic book. All right. <laughs> and why? Because you're a cool guy and you got a Kickstarter running right now that everybody should go support, which is what they need to do. And then, you know, for you to be 84 episodes in, that shows a lot of dedication. So anybody that's dedicated to doing this, running a Kickstarter and making comic books, is somebody that definitely needs support. So you're my favorite. All right, man, I'll take it. And I'm clipping that, and that's going to be part of promos from now on. So I'm going to take that. Go ahead. Run it. Right. And uh, yeah, like he said, go to sawcomic.com. <laughs> Back to Kickstarter right now. <laughs> we got like 10 days left. We're a little bit under a thousand or like right at a thousand. So go back to comic, please. Um, all right. Question four. You've been making, like we mentioned, you've been making comics for a while now. What is the hardest part for you of making comics? Um, staying on track. Um, <clears throat> my, my mind is always spinning. So I've learned to take that weakness and turn it to a strength. You know, if I can't, if I feel like doing something else that does not align with what I'm currently working on, that becomes a new character, new story, or, or it goes into another, um, what you know, uh, another concept. <clears throat> so absorber. So, or whatever I'm working on. So if I'm working on issue five, and I got this dope idea, but doesn't suit issue five. It might become issue six or becomes another, um, character but i'm all i always got new ideas like i got characters for days that i can sell i wish people would just talk to me and i'd be all right cool i got you all right you know uh-huh. okay i think a lot of us as creative have that same issue um just there's too many good ideas we have that we want to just produce so right all right question five and this is usually our hardest question so i'm not gonna give you the uh the time on this but Question five. Uh, Danny runs another podcast along with making comics and doing this mm-hmm. podcast called Top Five Live, where they do their top five of whatever it is for that week. So my question for you is, what are your top five video games? All time? In, a, in particular order? From number five through one. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Number five, I would have to say all things Assassin's Creed. Okay. They get number five because they keep falling off, but I'm such a fan of the story and the genre. I'm gonna give it number five. Okay. Um number four, I'm really feeling Horizon Zero Dawn right now. Um I finally get to play it, the second one, because it like everybody else, it took me forever to get my PS5 and I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting so I can play it on my PS5. All right. Uh number three, I just finished Ghost of Tus to Tush- I, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> that, that one. one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it was a great game. I love the visuals. Um, number two, I would have to give it to Mario. Because, you know, I grew up, my first video game system was the Nintendo. You got to blow into that. Yeah. Um, so, um, <clears throat> so all things Mario. I enjoy every Mario game. I've, I've actually not all of them, but Mario and number one, Sonic the Hedgehog. 
Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. What? Listen, when Sonic One, Two, Three, and Sonic and Knuckles came out, you cannot tell me. Listen, you asking for nostalgia, man. You gotta go. With, right, you, got, you know, you can't be a. And you, I mean, only gave of, me, you, you only give me a top five, so I had to. I had to put in Sonic in there, man. I'm just saying, to, out of everything. Sonic, I mean, over Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Call of Duty, like you know what it is. That- uh, I I I enjoy the single player experience. The multiplayer okay. is only cool when I got people I can play with, or friends with. You know, mm-hmm. other than so, if you ask me my top five, I'm gonna go with things I could do by myself. Not you know okay. what I'm saying. I play Madden, but it's like I can't keep playing it. Playing the <laughs> computer It's like I need to, you know. So it's it's that's definitely how I look at it. I'm a single player type of person. I enjoy multiplayer with cool friends. Right. You know, I respect so. it. I respect it. I mean, I can't hate you for your top five. That's your top five. So I, I can't hate you for that. So. What you hating on Sonic though, bro? Like I'm God, just saying, dude. I don't feel Sonic's a top five giant game, man. That's all. That's all. That's my opinion. Top five. That's... So you you don't got no old school in your top five. Oh no, Mario's up in there. Like I said, Mario, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, they're all my top five. But I'm I'm not I'm saying Sonic specifically, I don't know. For me, it's just not top five one. Okay. You know what? That, that's Sonic Sonic to <laughs> Sonic Adventure 2 on the Dreamcast. Everything after that, Sonic fell all the way off. And that's why there's no more Sega <laughs> console system after that point. <laughs> all right, man. This has been fun, Jamil. Um we want to make sure everybody checks you out, uh, checks you, you know, all your social media, even though you don't post there, but where can people maybe check up with what's going on with you in the future? Um, IG, I'm Absolver underscore the Wraith. Um, on Facebook, I'm Absolver Wraith of Vengeance. Uh, TikTok, I believe it's still Jamil Lessie. And um, that's pretty much it. Um you can check out some of my coloring work on on Vivian Art under Ill Alien Design, Ill Alien Designs, not and um, yeah, that's that. You know, I'm gonna start posting soon. Don't worry about it. I'm a, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna, you know, I just uh, like I said, I'm in the I'm in I'm I'm in the kitchen. I'm working. I'm working. Uh-uh. All right, man. All right, I love it. Well, we're gonna have to have you back uh, at some point in the future. Um, Whenever your next issue comes out, hit me up. Hit Danny up. Uh, this has been fun. Oh, wait. I got to go back. Wait. I don't know why I did that. Um, if you want to check out my work, the only thing I want you to check out is this website right here, sawcomic.com, xobcomic.com. We have 10 more days left in the campaign. I'm sorry, 11 more days left in the campaign. And we want to make sure we hit that goal. So just go to my website, xobcomic.com, get you a book. Uh, if this is the first time checking out the Four Tales podcast, you can go back to our website, which is fourtalespodcast.com. The number four, T-A-L-E-S podcast.com. You can listen to old episodes, buy some merchandise, buy some coffee, and, uh, you know, check us out there. But join us next week where we are going to have Kevin Chapman back on the show. He's going to be talking about his new Kickstarter. Just is going to, I think it launches this week or next week. Um, but yeah, we're going to have a great time. Jamil, thank you for being on. Um, thank you for having me. But uh, my dog just licked my foot. Sorry. <laughs> Damn it.
disgusting. Anyways, um, until next time, everybody, sign our goodbye, and please take care of yourselves. Quick is trying to say.